Inspiration. Such a demanding thing. Or does it have to be? You can't make something if you're not consuming something. Or I create art in ordinariness. One doesn't have to look very far. Let me say a, a cosmic phenomenon. In conversations, ideas come to life. All of these things can be wellsprings of creativity. I want to be able to teach people, inspire people. That's where it all began. Somehow managed to see an opportunity where others didn't get it off the ground. People resonate with it and it's become its own thing. They told the story around it, and that's what really inspired me. There's so many possibilities. It's a very big pond, I guess. Thankful that I got like super bored not doing anything, so that made me start putting myself out there. Just be yourself. Just appreciate everything. It's all material. It's a podcast for and by creatives. My name is Aubrey, and I dare say it's all material. Let's get to the nitty gritty now, shall we? It's all material. Welcome to the show where we talk about all things creative and the other things that come with it. This podcast aims to show some love to artists all over the world. And, you know, today's going to be quite a trail mix because not only will we talk about music, we're going to talk about many other things. You know, that's the thing about creativity. It can be inspired and it can be caused by anything. And over the years, I met people who have made an impact on me not just because of their work, but because of who they are as people. And one of those people is with me right now. Hey, Marius, how's it going? Um, I'm doing great. How about you? Yeah, I'm great. Your hair is so long right now, buddy. How long is it? Uh, I don't know. It reaches like my back. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a haircut since the start of the um, global situation. Um, right now where I'm at, we don't need to wear masks anymore wow so not all since when did you stop wearing masks for a couple of months now so we don't really need to wear masks but like a few weeks ago so where i'm at decided to open the borders to the other states and because people from other states went in our state they brought along some of their stuff so the cases like spiked ever since the borders opened for some places we still need to wear masks like right now, the political situation, actually not the social situation here is like um, some establishments require people to be double vaxxed in order for them to like enter the establishment. And some people don't like that. So they're having rallies and then and they wonder why cases spike in those times. So. They're also doing rallies here in the Philippines, but I think it's more on the presidential campaign oh, yeah. and stuff, but. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of sad, but like I do understand if it's like related to politics because it's almost the elections there, right? Like this coming May. Yeah, yeah, and everybody's just giving everything, like giving love on Christmas Day. <laughs> but they're wearing masks though. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they are. All right, okay, that's perfect. I'm also curious, like the gigs are back on there in Australia, right? Like. Well, it depends. Like, um, each state has their own stuff going on. So I don't know what's going to happen after the opening of the borders, though, because we already had gigs lined up for Brisbane. A lot of the people from Sydney were already coming here. The artists, I mean, not the, the audience. 
and they had shows, but I think they all got canceled now because of these the new cases. cases. Oh, that's so, too bad. Yeah. But you were able to watch that quartet yeah. that you mentioned, right? No. <laughs> what? Why not? So here's the situation. Um, I already booked my t- I already bought my tickets. I was supposed to fly out to Melbourne uh the 20th and return mm-hmm. on the 24th. But because the borders opened on the 17th and things just got wild, I decided not to because I couldn't risk it. Because uh, right now I'm living with my sister and I have a nephew there who's like still like five years oh, old. Oh, right. I remember. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I can't. So you decided not to go, but you, yeah. you got a refund, right? Was no. it non-refundable? Dude, like, okay, here's, here's a tip for everyone who's buying tickets right now. Because um, there was this option for me to add an additional like a few dollars more to oh, safeguard that. that if ever something happens I can refund I didn't opt for that which is a big mistake <laughs> oh yeah so every time you see an option like that go for it click on that checkbox because it might just save you a lot of money if something crazy happens and yeah. these days something crazy will happen <laughs> Um, while we're doing this podcast, I just want to go back to the day we met, you know, it was like at a gig. Do you remember that day? It was at a gig in 2010. And I remember you were wearing a dress. Oh, dude. Yeah. You had black nail polish on. Was that the first yeah. time? Because I think that was like the. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was the first time that we yeah, got introduced. Yeah. Because yeah. you were playing with our drummer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know, you were playing with our drummer. <laughs> yes your drummer was our guitar guy back then okay so our drummer was playing guitar for you okay got it because you were doing a cover from udd and then i just read the news dude yeah that bummed me up that sucks it really does but we still have you though so that's cool (laughs) is this gonna be an arnel pineda thing (laughs) where Or I have just to step up and tell them like, hey, do you need a new vocalist? Because like, I think I, they won't have me. <laughs> I think I won't be able to pull it off. I think you could. <laughs> no, somebody will do a better job, I swear. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a girl this time. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll get a guy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, we met at that. It was um, It was an MTS. Yeah, it was an MTS at the, the open area there. So what was that competition all about? I'm, that got me curious. I never really asked you what that contest was, uh, why you were uh, wearing a, a different outfit than what you usually wear. And you had black nail polish on. And I think you were wearing a bit of makeup as well. Yeah, no, I was, uh, was part of a pageant then. Mm. It was called the Mistress of the Dorm. So that day, that night was uh, the celebration for our school. It's called like uh, Deviance Day. Mm-hmm. So they have Mistress of the Dorm every Deviance Day. And it's like um, guys uh, rock up wearing, uh, it's a beauty pageant for guys dressed as girls. Oh, and okay. here's the thing, because our, our community was so small, we knew who the real guys were and those who weren't. So part of the rules was like, okay, you have to be like, everyone should know that you're... Okay. Okay. You identify as a he. Yep. It should be that. That's yeah. the category. Yes, that's the category. Because like, imagine if you, we were joining a contest, like a beauty, beauty pageant for guys dressed as girls, and then uh, someone who is used to uh, dressing up as a girl joins that it's it's not fair so so it's there's no element of surprise 
no. That is that kind of the point of it all? Yes. Okay. So what made you decide to join the the fun? That's a good question. <laughs> what did make I think I just wanted to. Did you volunteer? Yeah, I volunteer. yeah, yeah, I definitely volunteered. As yeah. tribute, like Katniss. No, because I think I wanted to. <laughs> like def- definitely, I, I wanted to have mm-hmm. that feeling too. Like be on stage, people looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> you like the attention? <laughs> yes. Don't we all? Yeah, Don't definitely. we all like attention? <laughs> That's why I'm in a band, you know. <laughs> I'm an artist. Look at me, <laughs> dude. I was looking at the picture, so I was like, "Man, uh, the the makeup artists for me uh, back then they were really good." Because I was like, "Man, I date me." <laughs> you date you? Wow, that sounds like a Kanye thing to say, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and come 2011, I had you guys for like a few of our stations' events as well with your multiple bands. A lot. Have you ever? tried holding another instrument other than the bass when you were in a band or did they always get you as a bassist no they didn't get me as a bassist but since nobody wanted to play the bass so (laughs) (laughs) why the unwanted instrument (laughs) yeah (laughs) or maybe because it was too challenging no nobody could play it better than you (gasps) no 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 definitely not (laughs) uh everybody just wanted to be on guitars they just didn't like the the bass instrument i guess and then me, I was like, yeah, I'm hungry to play in front of the stage. So let's just go. <laughs> let's just go. <laughs> also, because I, I um, okay, the, the reason why I am a bassist is because, like, I was in a band with this girl that I liked. <laughs> oh, I think I know the story of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you definitely know her. Um, we're still friends. and You're still friends, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah on socials. And then um, every uh, all of us, the four of us there, were part of a guitar group back in college. And so everyone was used mm-hmm. to playing rhythms and lead because nobody wanted to play, you know, like it, it was an acoustic group. So and I wanted mm-hmm. her dreams to come true. So I just. Oh, OK. So you were <laughs> kind of the savior. Yeah. No, not a savior. Like, I'll be there for you. Oh, yeah, you. definitely there. <laughs> but I didn't see myself as a savior, but more like, um, I'm going to support you in everything that you do kind of guy. The healthy kind of guy and not the, you're my project. Yeah, no, <laughs> if anything, I was her project. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, we were friends though. <laughs> so when did you start playing an instrument? Like, when did you start to to think that this was for you like when did you pick up your first bass when did you pick up your first guitar and what made you want to pick an instrument up uh i think it was first year high school yeah um that's when i really wanted to play the guitar because in grade school uh, there was this class called rondalia are you familiar with that? Yeah, I think everyone's familiar with that in the Philippines. Mm. So remember in music class, the, the class would always be divided between the people who wanted to play the guitar. There was uh, guitars and also the banduria. And then other people wanted, were going to like this other class where they would learn how to sing. So I was thinking like, I don't know how to sing, so I'll just play the guitar. And then there was this time, uh, I think it was the second quarter, we had mm-hmm. a quiz where everyone was supposed to like like play chords. Oh, okay. And I didn't learn the chords. Mm-hmm. So I just quit that class and I went to the, the mm-hmm. uh, singing. What? <laughs> class, yeah. Bro, like it was like chords, like, 
proper chords. But you learned a thing or two from the class, right? Definitely not. Uh, probably C, like the uh, the open chord C. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I learned that, and then I I didn't know how to explain it to my parents that I quit that after they bought me the guitar. So I just like broke the guitar. Damn. <laughs> voluntarily. Whoa. And then yeah, so. <laughs> Dude, like, so yeah, so that was like fourth grade going to sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I never went back to the Ronzalia room. But when college came, I got introduced to Linkin Park. My guy friends there were like playing along with Linkin Park. I was like, man, I, I should have learned guitar. And then I noticed like, dude, you're not playing the normal course that uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were That's taught. Right. And they were like, dude, dude, like, this is drop D. And I was like, dang, you're just using one finger. I know. So that got me. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I can learn this now. Because like, it's just one finger and three It's strings. the coolest thing ever. Bro, it's like all power chords. Uh, is it a minor or a major? No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares, yeah. So yeah, that's when I tried picking the guitar up again good thing it didn't haunt you like when you heard Linkin Park you weren't like no I'm not going back there again good thing it inspired you instead yeah definitely because like Linkin Park was like it was monumental in my life not just as as someone who wanted to be a musician but also as a writer because that time yeah before that I was like into hip-hop Eminem, Bone Thugs oh yeah and when I heard Mike Shinoda rapping over distorted guitar. Over heavy yeah. instruments. <laughs> I was like, man, this is something new. And that started my love, I guess, for, for instruments, specifically guitars. And piano, too, because like they used to, they always used those samples, right, from Mr. Han. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's what inspired. It all started with Linkin Park. Yeah. I didn't know this. It's good to know. Yeah, we... So, how many Linkin Park songs can you play like right now on top of your head? No, none. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like they're deceitfully easy. Like when you when you hear them, you're like, okay, that's really easy. And then when you actually sit down to try to learn what they're doing, see, the, here's the thing: if you have someone on guitars and also someone who's playing media like uh, or um you know uh samples like mr han you don't know which of that is actually him scratching or if it's brad like doing something with guitars mm-hmm. and in addition to that with meteora their uh the the album after hybrid theory uh mike shinoda was getting into guitars too I see. so like for me because i only have one ear right because i'm deaf in in my left ear i oh. yeah I didn't know this. No, you do know Since this. Since when? Dude, Since I was born with this. Yeah, uh, I was born deaf one ear. Like 100% deaf left, left ear. And that didn't stop you from becoming a musician. Wow, hands down. Bro, because Linkin Park, man. Linkin Park. <laughs> That's enough reason. During your journey in music, like what was, what was your least favorite part in the whole process? Like when you're creating songs or when you're trying to play or... Is there ever a moment where you're just, no, 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 no. Yeah, definitely. When I start singing over my songs. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, um, I just can't hit the notes at all. When I, I hear the tone in my head and I sing it, and when while I'm singing it, it feels like I'm hitting it. 
But when I listened to the recording, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is flat ass. <laughs> okay, okay. Bro. Yeah, but yeah. have you tried to, you know, to work on it? Or like over the years, what what made you overcome or what made you improve in that area? Uh, keep on singing, I yeah, guess. Practice. Yeah, because like right now, I, I can confidently say that in a bar, I could probably hit one note now. What do you That's mean perfect. one note? Of course, you can hear more. You can hit more than one. No, you know, like um, especially when you're uh, trying to sing a song, do you have this like problem when you're singing it, and then suddenly when you start the note, you actually don't hit it yet, and then you slide to the right note. Oh yeah, that <laughs> happens to me a lot. <laughs> I don't believe you though. No, but that does happen to me, especially if the song doesn't have an intro. Oh yeah, the silent if types. It yeah, have like anything. And they didn't cue me. Dude. Yeah. And then this, when the lyric comes first, that's what happens to me. Have you tried um, singing the song with Beyonce, the uh, uh, put a ring on it thing song? Single ladies. Yeah, all single. <laughs> Dude, like I tried singing it in karaoke and I was like, there's no instruments here. It's only drum tracks. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> How does Beyonce hit the notes? But I think she she backs herself up like she does her own backing vocals. And I think once she has that to follow, she can just wing it. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Deaths. Yeah, probably that's she she does that first and then she just overdubs and air thing. <laughs> yeah, dude, like uh, right now. So I'm, I'm playing for for church. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have like people like on vocals and they're like a, a choir thing so they're a group doing harmonies mm-hmm. they only need like the root note and they can hit whatever it is that they, they they are wanting to even if it's not the root wow genius dude i'm like yeah what's what key is it on and i play like the key and then they're hitting the fourth or the fifth whatever however the the song starts with in that melody and i'm like how do you do that how 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 <laughs> Maybe they drink like a pentatonics potion or something. Yeah, dude, and they definitely. What experiences have you had that sparked your creativity? And how did these experiences fuel your will to create? What have you gone through in life that just opened that portal and made you want to write, made you want to play, made you want to make something out of nothing? Well, a lot of stuff like uh, for when I learn something new about something, I want to write about it and then I want to make music about it. But see, the, the problem is like getting inspired to write about something is very different from actually writing that thing. Like you have these ideas. I have these ideas in my head. For example, if I see someone, like if I hear a story about someone experiencing this or if I myself experience something and I want to write about it, like the idea is there, but that's very like what, what I found out. Like I was like, that's actually very different from actually sitting down and writing about it. Mm-hmm. Because the moment that I sit down and write about it, then I realize, oh my gosh, this is actually a monster that's too big that for me to handle. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why there are a lot of <laughs> notepads <laughs> in my hard drive uh, that are like uh, ideas for some things that I need to write on. Um, there are also times that I actually get inspired to just pick up a guitar and then start noodling most of the time it's like uh, it's inspired by videos that i watch and i'm like oh 
wow, I, I like that girl. Oh, so okay. I, I start, I start, I pick up a guitar and I'm like, oh, this is something beautiful that I probably might want her to hear. And that's exactly the reason um, why I have some videos on music. And most of it is actually inspired by those moments. <laughs> I see. So it's also that way of communicating that, hey, I'm here, I'm present, and yeah. I can play you stuff if you hang with me. <laughs> is that exactly? But the thing is, um, I also know that those people will never actually get to hear those the music that I write inspired by them not necessarily for them but inspired by them like for example last night i was watching the matrix right uh-huh how do you find it it was awesome resurrections is awesome and that's actually how you make a sequel for me because it had like it, for people who are listening to this podcast right now go watch it it's amazing uh, one of the reasons why i like it too is because I got introduced to Colleen Wing again, <laughs> the actress who played her. Oh yeah, yeah. Re- A reintroduction, to Jessica. <laughs> Yay! Um, I love her hair there. Yes, I love her. Electric blue. It was great. And she sounded so good with her with her British accent. Like God. So that inspired me to pick up my guitar and the noodle. And I think I'm going to tag her. No, on Instagram when you play. <laughs> definitely not. But um, see, that's the thing, because you get um, in terms of music, you get inspired by these these images. For me, there's that strong emotion to like, hey, hey, uh, I want you specifically to notice me. But the moment that you sit down and write uh, and and like actually work on it, mm-hmm. it takes a form of itself, and you actually fall in love with it as it is not for the purpose that it is for like the intention is almost evolving right when while you're writing before when you sit down like this is why i'm doing this and then once you once you get to it once you work on it it becomes a totally different thing it becomes i'm doing this for for myself or for the love of the Mm. creation that i'm working on you know it's yeah, and that's the beauty of it. The creation is itself the, the purpose. So that's something that I really like, especially in, in moments that I am actually, my, my, the creativity is sparked. The, the spark itself is actually not as important as the, the, uh, when the time that you actually work with it. And it's the same, not just in music for me. It's also the same with other forms that I've, I've attempted at before, like writing poetry or like fiction. Oh yeah, you were um, a creative writing guy, right? That yeah, that was yeah. your major way back in college. Yeah. Like I told myself, if ever I got into UP, that's the course that I would take. But never happened, so I took mass communication instead. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the experience there, man. But like for me, having like finished the course, I mean, I, I'm not saying that this is true for everyone, or mm-hmm. the experience is going to be true for people who want to do this. But like. For me personally, that experience actually kind of not not damaged because like uh, the, the, mm-hmm. for for my instructors back then, it was a really good experience and I loved everything that you guys taught me. But see, the effect on me was like the more I learned about the rules, the more daunting the act of writing was for me. There were rules. 
dude, there are rules and like, especially because like in writing, especially in fiction or poetry. Maybe they're just guidelines and not rules per se. Depends on which school you're from. Oh, okay. See, this is the funny thing. Yeah, dude, like for, for example, for UP, people think that who are, who are liberals and stuff like that. Actually, a majority of people who are in creative writing in UP are very formalist or traditional. So follow the rules because there are traditions that we should, should follow. Mm-hmm. And that actually like, became something like put fear in my heart so that's actually one of the reasons why sometimes i actually don't finish what i i start Mm. and it's something that i'm on a journey on right now because i'm slowly starting to uh, put into action something that someone told me before Mm -hmm. which was finished is always better than perfect oh yeah that's a great quote if you guys are listening right now and you haven't finished something you're in the middle of it and you should finish it right now if not now then when are you gonna do it yeah yeah, going back to to your writing work, um, you said that you had some struggles in finishing the some of the stuff that you wrote, but you did finish some of these some of these pieces, right? And I ju- I was just curious, like which piece was your favorite? Like what was the piece that you were most proud of? Uh, the one that I was most proud of, probably the one that I submitted for a workshop. Um, so there's this uh, national workshop that happens in Siliman in Dumaguete mm-hmm. and then I submitted this after this was like after applying for other workshops and get, getting rejected so in this workshop I got accepted if I am going to read that piece again I could say that it really sucks but I'm really proud of it because that's the one piece that got me into that workshop the point of me submitting that piece was because I wanted it to be workshopped wow. so I could use it for my thesis and i used it for my thesis and like i wow i actually graduated so i'm proud of that it's not good but it's finished it's finished exactly (laughs) so it it got me places so i'm happy with that i'm proud of it right now and um since you were talking about um inspiration just earlier um, i'm just wondering what your experience is like with the lack of inspiration like do you ever like get creative block and and how do you deal with it i actually don't i don't think about it that much because like when you really sit down and think about it ideas really flow from i this is what i believe like ideas just flow from people from everything uh that they see or they learn or they read mm-hmm. for me like the urge of 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 writing uh, always comes from me reading about something or studying something. If I read something and then I I get that flash of inspiration, like oh so this is actually how it works or this is actually the reason why this person did it, then we we always get those ideas. The block I think is when we stop learning or stop reading, or stop consuming. Right, I remember right. like one of the things that um, my, my instructor in creative writing did before uh, told me was like, you can't make something if you're not consuming something. Before you write, 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 you have to read, read, read. And I think the same thing goes with everybody yeah. creating, 
right? If you don't have inspiration, then go get it. Yeah. If you don't have any resources, go get it. When you say that you have nothing, mm. it's not like you really have nothing. There's always something. Mm. Whether it's an experience that isn't that, you know, remarkable, isn't that amazing, isn't if even if the experience is just like what you do every day, you can still get something out of it. You can still make something out of it. Definitely. Especially if you're writing poetry. <laughs> um also like i think it's it's the same for anything else that we do in life basically like uh, if i were to give an image to this it would be like dude you can't pour out of an empty cup like create something if you're empty yeah you have to get yourself filled up first either by experiences by reading by getting by just being with people too I mean, I know, I know that's going to be hard for in times of pandemic, but like, for example, there's always Zoom calls. Yeah, there's Zoom calls. So like, like <laughs> what we're doing right now, this, these conversations, I'm, I'm pretty sure like, cause right now I've, I've been like having ideas now because like the thing about conversations is like, you get to say your ideas and there's something, there's that power in it when you're actually saying something that it actually comes to life and it, you see it like in, in your mind's eye when you're saying it. Like the idea can actually be molded better now because you've said it and you've you've given the idea to someone else. I, I think that's beautiful because like in conversations, ideas come to life because like we pour them out and then we can actually like mold them. There's that inevitable brainstorm yes. happening yeah. like during interaction. Uh-huh. And I think what's great also about conversations is that sometimes when we're too selective with the things that we believe in, when we're too selective with the opinions that we have and with the with the principles that we live mm. by, hearing somebody else's opinion mm. also makes us consider like, yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's one way to look at it. It's not just going to be you. It's not just going to be all about you. And you get to learn a lot from them and why they believe what they believe and I think that's just really awesome when you when you share those when you share those opinions with people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still can be a healthy conversation, even if you don't agree on something. It can still be something that you can ponder on, like afterwards. Like who knows? Um, it kind of opens your mind when you when you learn to listen yeah. to people. Yeah, I think it's beautiful if you just listen to people, really, especially if they're like they have different opinions on something, because. Uh, like conversations are not supposed to be places or battlefields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just like lay of the lands. There that there's that's just it. Like you state a fact and that's it. You don't have to change it. But like you you, you or in this case you state an opinion. Any anybody who's like part of that conversation that's doesn't right. have to change it, but just like look at it, observe and like see what where, where what the idea is about or where they're coming from. For me, it's more important like when someone states something for me, because right now I see the value of the person more than I see what they're thinking about. So for me, when someone talks, I'm thinking where is this coming from? I want to know you, not just your ideas, but what made you think about this. Because I think the beauty is not in the idea itself, but from the person that where, that where the idea is coming from. Because like, whether you like it or not, we are all formed by experiences that we have. And some of those experiences we can't change. But all of those experiences uh, help to create something that who we are now, That's who right. you are now, where everyone else is now. And I think everyone else is really like everyone in the world is beautiful and like for me in in these conversations and these ideas what i'm looking for is like the person behind
behind those things because like I want to see how beautiful you are as you are right now but that's just me wow so from that from what you said you are more into building relationships with people definitely for me people thing that I I, re- I realized um, especially when I moved here in Australia so many people around the world and so many different experiences and so many ways of looking at the world and above that each and every one has like this inherent value in them and I, I want to see that I want to see that more especially because the way I lived my life before <laughs> I couldn't care any less for any other people that I can't get something from because that's, that's who I was that's the, yeah that's the person that I was when you met me when I was up in, in that stage because I wanted all attention to me right I see because I didn't care for everyone else around me so when I, I moved to Australia that was when I was asking all these questions especially when it comes to my like existence or the way people are it, it, it brought me to that journey yeah. did you have that aha moment like hmm. more of a hmm moment more of like, a hmm moment yeah <laughs> yeah n- n- not like a point where i actually get an answer but i realized that i'm actually asking the right questions now right like this is something that I, <laughs> even i realized uh, more there is beauty also in the questions you don't have to get the answers right away and i think we have to be vulnerable to the fact that sometimes j- there's just no answer yeah. at all Sometimes they just don't reply. They just scene zone you. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> Sometimes they just <laughs> there are just no answers. <laughs> Where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? What's your heart? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just to break the ice a bit because you're being too serious. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I love it. I love it. I love how we're digging deep into you know the whole the whole who am i you know um and since we're already on that subject when you're creating music when you're writing poetry when you're when you're doing all of the creative things that you're doing what is your purpose in all of it what is your why like why do you do what you do to help someone to help someone. to help someone can you explain that further it's not just the purpose of the things that i'm doing it's like i think this is the purpose that i have in my life right now not not right now obviously if it's in my life than for the rest of my life like i always i um was asking myself before what, what do i really want to do with my life is it just to work just to earn money well especially right now that i'm not in my own country like is it just leech off the resources of this country oh wow yeah <laughs> when you do put like, it that way <laughs> yeah. yeah no look, these are the things that i actually think about like right now especially like i i just, I just don't want to be where i am right now I can't just live for myself because at the end of the day, I'm just going to die, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone. And for me, what's more important is like, I want some, the image that I, I always have in my head right now is like to lift people's heads up. Because for the longest time, I have also lived my head down mm. uh, I think that's where like the introspective artist comes from yeah always looking down or if like you're into like the music scene, like it's those shoegazer things. Just look down and be introspective introspective yeah Yeah. do you have a pseudonym for yourself like when you're doing your art yes what is it um in in high school people know me in my art as psycho psycho so it's spelled s-a-i-k-o-w yeah i had to spell that in my head (laughs) 
Yeah, it's it's like the way you say it is the way you spell it. <laughs> Psycho. What made you choose that name for yourself? Because I had a crush and her name was Wacky. <laughs> you want it to be psycho so that you'll be two peas in a pod yeah step it up <laughs> hey we have something in common yeah. <laughs> wacky was really her name or we're just hiding her in the name of wacky no people know her by wacky i think she's married now so guys oh. just hush <laughs> a lot of easter eggs on this episode y'all it's like matrix resurrections i know <laughs> I was having mixed feelings about the movie, actually. No, I just loved it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So why? Why though? I think they were using some of the formula from the previous movies. I think that's what it was. I mean, it was nostalgic and I loved it. I loved that part where I'm just taken back to the first movie, to everything that I'm seeing. It's just that I was actually expecting something new i was expecting the unexpected let's just put it that way but but everything that happened i think are probably being too critical like probably i should have just enjoyed it the way other people did the way you did or maybe i just really had that that anticipation that it would be way different from what i used to watch from the from the trilogy so yeah but that's just me i think part of like why i actually really liked it was because the day before that i was watching the reloaded and revolutions which is really bad Mm. (laughs) those two movies are really (laughs) really bad so i think my expectations were already brought really low i see so that's the (laughs) trick before you watch matrix 4 you binge watch one two three first so it's not you (laughs) you can appreciate four more is there gonna be a five not too sure. I see. And you've recently been watching LOTR, right? How is it so far? Bro, I just started. I just, bro, I just started. <laughs> and I'm like, because like for the longest time I've been putting it off because like when I open it in Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. And I see the end date. I'm like, I mean like the end in the timeline, the playhead or whatever mm-hmm. you call it. The duration. Uh, it's like three hours. Yeah. yeah. The duration is three hours. And I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? Why, why would you do this? Um, But I finally got the time. And I really tested my, it, at the R and 30 minute line, I actually dozed off, kind of. Which movie? The first movie? Fellowship. First movie. Yeah. Okay. Fellowship. So this was like um, when they were being uh, chased by the Orokai. They're in Elrond's place? After that. Oh, after Elrond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Why did you doze off during that time? That's, the, that's Boromir's shining moment. How could you fall asleep? No, I woke up. In the time, like uh, the moment that I, I like, I got, I regained my interest was when uh, the ring was like hardcore tempting Boromir. Okay. You know that part? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Before he, like that, that time when Frodo ran away. That's right. He was looking for Boromir. Frodo. Yeah. So that time was when I woke up and then, and I saw like the best scene by Boromir and I'm like, my gosh, this is my favorite character now. <laughs> anyway, so guys, if you haven't watched Lord of the Rings, like just try to like, I know it's going to be difficult, but it, it's well worth it because it, it just draws you into the lore. And I'm like, my gosh, Aubrey. <laughs> Like the, for today, the, the the entire day, you, can, can you guess what I was doing? What have you been doing? I've been listening to this guy in YouTube called uh, Nerd of the Rings. So he's just talking about the lore of the books. Okay, it's not the movies, it's the books. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my gosh, this is so dense. The world is so dense. Tolkien is like, dude, the guy is... I mean, he did make an elf language. Bro, mind blown. It's amazing. It's, it's, <laughs> it's wonderful. The world is wonderful. Uh, the world that Tolkien made. Wow. 
like overall like who's your favorite author like out of all of the things that you've read like fiction or nonfiction? uh borges yeah no this guy is uh is a fiction writer for the most part and he writes short stories so it's like really easy because there's no overarching world probably there is there have been theories but like for me, like he makes bite-sized, not bite-sized. You can read his stories like in one sitting in 15 minutes or five. I don't know how fast to read. Awesome. Yeah. So this guy, he is a Latin American writer from way back when. And he writes about the way he writes, the, his tradition is magic realism. What that means is like he writes like it's happening now, but there are elements of magic in it that, that he doesn't uh, zero in. But it's like, it, it just happens. But what, what I love about it is like most of his work is just like, it just screws with your head. Because most of his, well, not most, but some of his themes revolve around the what ifs. It's like Twilight Zone, but old school, yeah. So what if there was someone who has infinite memory? So the guy, yeah, the guy remembers everything from the taste of, of something to, to the way everything looked at at some sunrise like five years ago. Ooh. Or what if, what if a writer was supposed to die the next day and then his wish, final wish was like, give me a year to, to write a novel. And then that year was given to him. Oh, wow. The way it happens is like time stops before the bullet hits his head and then he gets to finish his, his novel and then time goes back again and he dies. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> so awesome. it's those. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude, those are like the, the themes that he, he talks about. And it's for me, I love fiction that like messes with your head above like everything else. So what advice do you want to give to people who want to write or people who want to make music? Like, or anybody who wants to just make something, like, do you have any, any tips or anything that you wish you were taught that you only found out about recently or something like that? Just anything. Don't be afraid to collaborate. No, because sometimes like you really need other people to come around you to get your ideas out. Uh, for me, because like, that's one of the things like when you were talking about writer's block and stuff like that, you actually need um, healthy people around you. Yeah, need those healthy relationships with other artists that help you make or give birth to what 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 is actually inside you. And that's actually challenging because sometimes like when you do have ideas, some people twist it. And it's not bad. I'm not saying that those people are bad, but we also have this proclivity that when an idea is given to us, we mold it in our image too. We have to be careful of those people. I'm not saying that you should hate them, but you have to understand that there are people like that. What you want to be surrounded with is people who would encourage you to make what you really want to do, like help you do it and know how, how you work. So basically like surround yourself with friends that you, you, that you know, uh, that you know, know who you are and what you're where you're coming from and stuff like that yeah as long as they know who you are and i think it's also good to to meet new people especially like-minded people mm. so so once you once you get there brainstorming doesn't have to be like hey you have to use my idea hey do this do that like it can just be a healthy conversation i think both mm. friends and new people that you're about to meet or the people that you know that you want to get acquainted with can give you such good input so it's still going to 
to be up to you which ones you take, right? Mm. The, take the good ones and and use them to to create something. Take the good ideas. Take take the good advice and or anything that works for you. Where I come from, because I was inspired by Linkin Park and heavy music, right? And Linkin Park was new metal, which evolved into metalcore. So my mindset is always on breakdowns and heavy stuff. And I was working with the artists that uh, I was in a band with. You know the mm-hmm. the people that that you used to uh, have interviews with before. I know what the other what the writer was wanting to to create, and I think for me that because I did what was wrong i did everything wrong in 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 how to to collaborate when i was working with that person because like every song that we wrote had a, a bass drop and a breakdown which is definitely not where mm-hmm. like not part of her personality as a main songwriter and i'm 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 speaking from that from a position away from that now like okay that is actually that was that was not healthy at all because the songwriter has her own voice and that's the voice that you actually want the whole world to see or to hear and that's how you want to collaborate with other people she needed help in making that what i gave her was the exact opposite i did help her produce that music but i've twisted it so Mm. so bad that the only thing that she wrote at that point was just the melody and the the main melody and the lyrics like again from uh, from what i've i've learned or probably you're being too hard on yourself no 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 i i probably maybe it was good maybe it was good like i, I mean like it did turn out well but at the end of the day it's like we also have to be sensitive to the fact like if you do something especially with someone's work it probably might affect them in a way that they might not want to write anymore do you understand where i'm coming from it doesn't have the same effect on everybody so even if you're you you meant well even yeah. if you meant well it might mean a different thing to people because the last thing that you want to do is like stop a writer from writing or stop a musician from playing music because like they feel like what they're creating isn't good enough because you you basically built on top of that on their ideas yeah i thought i think it also depends on who you're collaborating with like if you know that person well you would know what works for that person and you know if it's still yeah and then we go back to again building that relationship with your collaborators so that you two can can brainstorm in a healthy way without trampling on on each other's ideas but instead you go and amplify those ideas and you turn it into something that you're both happy with yeah. that you're both proud of. Yeah, I mean, like for example, you released an album, right? Do your listeners know that? Um, now they do. Okay, so <laughs> this lady here released an album which blew my mind a year ago because <laughs> you made songs that I would not have thought of. Like I remember, I was listening to which song was that? Mm. It was definitely nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. that was the one that I I sent the 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 video of, of me playing after I heard it, right? Yes, and that was what you covered as well and you made a music video of and i so appreciate that it was great like the chords that you used for that song blew my mind and your melody for that so yeah dude like that was that song actually dude that, <laughs> that's good to know guys if you haven't uh, like search for it in, in spotify uh <laughs> it's good i love it and i would not have thought of those things at all but because that's your voice Aubrey and like 
for me, that was like, that was a gift for me. Oh, that means a lot, man. Yeah, so what's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> I sent you a few of the new ones that I'm putting out, but it's not done yet because, you know, I got sick recently, right? And yeah, yeah. I'm still working through this um, creative hiatus, but, you know, getting better at it every day. So let's see. Let's see. 2022. I'm feeling nice. 2022. I am feeling, I don't know what I'm feeling, but I'm really excited though. Oh, with, with the stuff that you're doing at the moment? No, with, with your release. <laughs> Why me? <laughs> I thought I was having an interview with you. <laughs> so is there like something that you're excited to work on? Your music or something that you're writing? Do you have these moments when you're like just thinking about, hey, I should probably finish that song? Yeah, yeah. 2020, 2021, those two years, they're really tough on me. Some of it was like health-wise. It just dawned on me like, hey, dude, tomorrow is not promised. So what are you going to leave on the world? Just like those hard drives of un- unfinished songs. I really, really want to finish those songs. And once you do, you have the whole world to listen to them. You can put them out and it's going to be great. I know you sent me a lot of your demos, a lot of your samples. And I'm like, and I felt the same way when you told me that you never would have thought of writing that. I also thought about that when I listened to your stuff. I was like, I never would have thought of putting that poem (laughs) inside that song. I never would have thought of getting that sample and making it match so perfectly with the BPM, with everything else. It was so perfectly laid out there. And that was, what? What is this I'm listening to? It's it's something new. I love it. Uh, So those two, that was not like intentional to like the, how they ended. So I don't know. That was Providence, definitely. (laughs) Because I was not planning it to end that way. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it actually ended that way. And I'm like, yay. So I guess this is like God telling me to like, okay, work on this because like. It's going to be great. It's going to be okay. Yeah. And you're going (laughs) to sing on them too, right? Because I don't have the voice. (laughs) Of course you do. You covered my song and it sounded great. Yeah, because like, I sounded like a stalker. It sounded like it was a, a Deftones guy. <laughs> Your lyrics, though, <laughs> it could be interpreted that way. Does it sound like a stalker singing it? Because that's how I interpret it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So when you, yeah, when you were singing it, it was sexy. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was like, yeah, come to me. And for me, I was like, yeah, coming to you, girl. <laughs> So can you sing a snippet of it right now? No. <laughs> no, just just sing a snippet of it and I'll 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 do my version just so like the listeners know <laughs> okay. what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's have a 1991 the, round. Just just like a short, okay, so I don't want to sing <laughs> an entire verse. Okay. I'll always be the one who leaves everything behind in delicate situations. Your turn. Okay. How did I say? <laughs> Come on. I did my part. Uh, wait. <laughs> go, go, go. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll always be the one who leaves everything behind in delicate situations. <laughs> wow. That is really your voice. I thought you were just editing that out and in post-production and everything. Yeah. No. because Dude. <laughs> Dude, that's raw, man. Yeah, but see. That's 
awesome. For you, it's like I'm mind blowing, for you, it's actually. like come to me, I love you. And for me, I'm like I'm coming to you because I want you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not creep people out any further. <laughs> but dude, to do that with your voice, man. And to achieve that sound, like with your raw voice, because I really thought that it was all post-prod. If you take away filters and stuff, like it would, it would sound like you, but you can manipulate your voice and you're just being too hard on yourself now that, now that I listened to that version of yours. Because I'm not trying to sing your part. <laughs> it's, it's difficult for me to like sing, sing the way people sing, sing. But it fits your genre really well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, kind of. I'm actually like trying to go for uh, like in the future. I'll probably go for corn. <laughs> But are they like one of your favorites ever? Yes. <laughs> so when Linkin Park came out, like I was searching mm-hmm. new metal, the more related artists. So one of them was like System of a Down, definitely Disturbed, and then Corn. P.O.D., you know, those guys. So Way on yeah. top of your list. So those are the guys that had like a, a sort of rap thing happening inside their verses. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It also reminds me of, uh, what was that band? Rage Against the Machine. Oh, since we're talking about The Matrix earlier, oh, yeah. the end credits was a Rage song, right? Yeah, yeah that was a cover by a band called Brass Against. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read about... Yeah. Like I read about that band and they ha- Sophia, yeah you yeah. know remember the news when she heed yep. on somebody yep. on stage I'm like oh my god and it was for that song yeah wake up how do you feel about that when people do that on rock shows what's your take on it first the fan wanted it right yeah yeah on stage yeah. but the problem that I have is like there are other people because it was a show mm. so I'm like some people are not into that. Mm. And then what actually hurts me most is like when I'm, when they post stuff now, like people always comment on that incident. Mm. People are not going to forget about that anymore. And I think it's sad because like it's, it's going to overshadow their talent or the music that they're making because the people are just going to, whenever they release something, that's the only thing that comes pops in their head now it's like that incident oh yeah, yeah. so that makes me sad kind of although yeah. they said that bad publicity is still publicity, still publicity. <laughs> so. yeah but like dude that was the matrix though if he, if he, they because like that happened in november right oh oh yeah 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 recently yeah. obviously they were already signed up for for the ost for the matrix the fandom for matrix is actually very big i guess even after the the revolutions and <laughs> reloaded i really hate those movies sorry i'm mm. really sorry <laughs> yeah well like when you think about it like after that incident the studio might just pull it out and then replace it with something else you know but i'm still glad that i discovered them through matrix and not the peeing incident <laughs> yeah bro and also like They also do covers of Tool. Oh, I know that you love that Rah. band. <laughs> yeah. Rah. So that's what got me into them. So yeah, um, Rage Against the Machine. Those, uh, But funny enough, I actually never appreciated Rage until later. Because mm. they, they were purely rock and rap. Oh. Do, do you see the guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah? Because like if you if you listen to Linkin Park, like so many um, elements happening. Linkin, 
so many yeah angles that you can look at yeah because yeah, when you're listening to a Linkin Park song when you listen it listen to it for the first time it's going to be different the second time and it's going to be different the third time and then by the time that you memorize it you already know the party happening inside your ears it's a new experience every time you listen to it when you go back to Linkin Park yeah yes it, uh, definitely also with um with the sound system that you're listening to. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm 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 listening to some Linkin Park songs in my earphones, right, or something, or like for uh, back then in the Philippines, it would be like from your radio or the car stereo from the radio stations. But when you listen to them actually in the in really high definition with really good sound system, especially because it's open air and like I can only hear like mono, mm-hmm. right. So if it's it's surround sound, you can actually hear every part clearly. Oh yeah. For yeah. some for someone like me, and that's when you realize, oh my gosh, Mr. Han is doing a lot of stuff underneath. Like there are so many things happening right now, so many layers. Like those guys, they were th- like the producer for I think it was Rick Rubin, probably. Uh, he was a genius, man. Like. There are so many things that he hides in the instruments and what they do. I'm like, wow, these guys are amazing. And put that, okay, so now we're talking about that and then compare that Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine, they really want it raw. Mm. There's no post-production in what they do. It's drums, bass, guitar, Zach, rapping. The the most effects that they're gonna have is like um, Tom on guitars doing like his weird, like scratchy things with his guitars. So I did not appreciate that for the longest time. But when I actually uh, read their lyrics and I'm like, dude, these guys are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're almost wrapping up the interview. My last question. Where do you see yourself creative wise 10 years from now? If I'm still alive. Uh... <laughs> nothing bad happens to you. <laughs> Provided that nothing bad happens to you. I'll probably still be attempting music. Um, hopefully by that time I'll be more established with when it comes to my schedules. Mm, right. Because also here's the thing, man. Especially now, because like we're we're not that young anymore. If we don't schedule something, it's never gonna happen. That's right. I can so relate right. to that now. Why do we think yeah. that we have all the time in the world, and then we just we used to be so spontaneous, and now <laughs> here we are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway man thank you so much for your time i really appreciate everything that we talked about i learned a lot in our conversation and um and i'm pretty sure that the people listening right now can 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 get something out of um out of what we've discussed and um i do hope that everyone listening right now who want to who wants to pursue their their career creative wise can really go for it you know not wait anymore because let's go back to that quote that you just told me earlier finished is better than perfect And have a good one. Thank you. Have a good one too. Take care. This is Aubrey and you're listening to It's All Material. New episode every Thursday at 7 p.m.